It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Wednesday. I'm James Erpine, just got back from Paul Brown Stadium, where the Bengals are gearing up for their first home game in a few weeks against the Miami Dolphins this Sunday. Of course, I will be there. Of course, we're going to have a post-game react, uh, reaction podcast. I can't wait for that. And I'm sure you can't wait to hear these words. He's back. Vontez Burfick back on the practice field today. I saw him in person with my own two eyes, which means I'll comment about his shape. I'll comment about what it looked like. What he looked like. Obviously, that's been a concern of mine. I think that's a concern for most Bengals fans. We're going to dive into that today. You're going to hear from Preston Brown on his return. I go one-on-one with Thomas Rawls. You're going to hear Billy Price give his own update on his health. And uh, and so much more. Plus, it, it, we're loaded today. Plus, we got Travis Wingfield of Locked On Dolphins during a, a Wednesday crossover. We are loaded. We are stacked. We are packed. And let's start with the man returning, Vontez Perfect. A quick reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. From iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Vontez Burfick's back. I saw him in the locker room. First thing I did when I saw him is say, or well, I thought this. I didn't say it. I thought this. Looks in pretty good shape. And I, I got to be honest, I did not expect it. I'm the one who did not expect Vontez Burfick to be in good shape. And the first thing I thought was, man, he looks in pretty good shape. Now, does that mean that he's in great shape? No. Does that mean he's in football shape? No. But does that mean that he's done what he needs to do to potentially make an impact right away and get close to that Pro Bowl, all-pro Vontez Burfick form that we're used to seeing sooner rather than later? Yes. Yes, yes, and more so, yes. So that's good to see Vontez Burfick was out practicing today. And I think, I would assume, I would imagine, he will be out there Sunday making his 2018 season debut. Preston Brown talked with reporters today, including myself in the Bengals locker room, and he was asked what Vontez Burfick's return means to this team. Uh, it means everything to have Tez back, a guy who's going to go out there, give everything he got. If he gets tired, he'll come out and come back in and explain, get everything he's got. So it's going to be fun to see. Preston, Marvin said the other day that the defense just has to play better. It was uh-huh. pretty broad-based. Yeah. But, but what is it that you guys have to do better? Is it, is it tackling? Um, is it alignment? Is it a little bit of everything? It's a little of everything. I mean, we got to be better on first down and second down so we don't have third and ones, third and two, third and threes. Make it be third and seven so we get get our percentage back up because it's the worst in the league right now, so we got to find ways to make it work. Is it all three levels, line, linebackers, secondary, all have to just – just uh, yeah, I, mean, I think we got to tighten up the coverage on the back end because the D-line is doing a great job. Get sacks each and every week, so we got to find a way to give them more time and then they'll have more sacks. How's your health right now? How's your health right oh, now? Oh, I'm right? good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh-huh. Even though you guys gave up all those points and all those yards uh-huh. last week, you had a couple really big stands there where you held them to field goals. Mm-hmm. They, they started inside the 20. Did you yeah. take any momentum from that at all? Uh, yeah, I think getting that pump block made us play harder. I mean, we knew we had to hold them to three. 
because they would have. We got that punt off. You never know what happened. They could have scored a touchdown. The game could have been different. So I think it made us play better. It made us focus. So I think that's going to help us carry out the rest of the year. How much is that, of an emphasis has been placed on get, getting back to forcing some turnovers this uh, week? Yeah, I mean that's that's a big emphasis each and every day. I mean the balls on the ground, scoop and score. We got to find ways to get our hands on more football. So it's going to start this week today in practice. I know these. The, you missed a couple games. That was like the longest extended absence you've had. Have you? Can you even imagine what it would be like to? sit out four weeks not even be around the team for four weeks and then come back and jump right back in yeah that's weird I mean to to be at home and then come right back in it but I mean he's been here so long that he knows the in and out of this defense so he'll be able to fit right in and uh, play like we know he can play were you wearing the green sticker um the first week I was and last week Nick was okay so do you expect he'll be doing that uh, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we're still trying to figure out exactly who's going to be playing or what, who's going to rotate. We're going to find out a way to make it work. So I don't know exactly yet. Okay. Carlos is right. saying that uh, Ron Tez looks like he's in tip-top shape. Did you see the same? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about as shape as Tez can be. I mean, you know, he still is a little a little chubby on the side, but you know that, that's how Tez is. So he's going to be able to run fast, play physical like he always does. So you can't really tell by how he looks, but we'll see how he does in practice. You guys had the opportunity to be out there practice together mm-hmm. a little bit. Was it natural, comfortable? What'd you think? Uh, it's fun. I mean, he just knows so much about the defense and opposing offense as well. And he's calling stuff out when he sees certain splits. So to have him out there is going to be like another coach. Is that what stands out about him to you as much as anything else, just those instincts? Yeah, I mean, he's so so smart. Uh, we know he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he knows how to get there fast. So he learns throughout the week, picks up tendencies on guys, and goes out and plays well. It's going to be a quick quick study here for Vontez Perfect. He didn't play much in the preseason. If you remember, he went down, hurt his ankle, and uh, after that it was pretty much it for him as far as preseason, or, or not preseason, but training camp goes. He didn't practice much. And one thing that Marvin Lewis pointed out that actually is, is a very, very good point at his press conference today, and I, I didn't get the audio because it's okay. You don't need to hear Marvin Lewis talk a bunch um, because it's most of it's boring. But one point that he did make that makes a lot of sense is Vontez Perfect was raised under Mike Zimmer slash Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther was his linebackers coach. Paul Gunther was in there. Paul Gunther and him, they were tight. And they knew exactly what the other one was thinking. He doesn't have that with Terrell Austin. He's going to have to build that up. And right now, Preston Brown and Hardy Nickerson and these guys are closer and know what Terrell Austin wants more so than Vontez Perfect. You're probably saying, hey, well, did you see the defense? I, I want the opposite of what Terrell Austin wants. But it's still a good point that Vontez Perfect might be different in this offense or in this defense, excuse me, under Terrell Austin. Hopefully, different is a good thing. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Obviously, Billy Price is one of the injured Bengals, someone that you were hoping would return at some point sooner rather than later. Here is Billy Price on his injury and how long he could be out. This is just a clip about less than two minutes long. Uh, in fact, it's 90 seconds long. Billy Price talking with reporters earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, um, I spoke too early last week with you, Hobbs. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to have two more weeks in the boot and uh, reevaluate next two weeks. So uh, two weeks Tuesday. So we'll reevaluate. Um, they said it's on track. It looks great. They're just being extra precautious. So. Did they uh, they moved it back a little bit? No, I got I overspoke. So I I I got excited. I was like, oh, there's no pain, there's no this, there's no that. So I overspoke. That's all right. So, uh, not Pittsburgh probably. No, I got two weeks, two weeks in the boot. Okay. So have you had a setback or you? 
now they're just being cautious. X-ray looks great. They're treating it based on the MRI, making sure that things are uh, going to be done and I can successfully heal up and take the rest of the season, whatever, whenever it is that I come back, and uh, make sure we're ready to go. I guess we were talking about Trey before. Yeah, yeah Trey's, uh, Trey's quietly gone in there and been pretty solid. He's doing there. his job, and he's yeah. killing it right now. So yeah. it's great. I'm you know, very excited. And, you know, there's a lot of – I think it's really helping the offensive line room, period, um, because you know, you're, bringing in, you're bringing in a lot of depth and you're bringing in guys who at a moment's notice can step up. And, guys, you know, I went down the Baltimore game. He went in there and killed it. Um, I think, you know, as Tyler going down, you know, I saw a quote by CJ. Again, somebody, somebody steps down, somebody gets hurt, something happens. Somebody steps up and replaces them and does an excellent job, and that's what Trey's doing right now. It's Billy Price in the Bengals locker room, and he's absolutely right. Trey Hopkins has done an excellent job, an excellent job. Honestly, excellent. But you know why? Because we're not talking about him. I don't want to talk about Bobby Hart or Cordy Glenn. The best offensive linemen are the ones that you don't notice. <laughs> I mean, the really, really good ones pop off the the ta- the uh, the screen, so to speak, and, and you could pay attention. But I just want guys that you don't notice because if you don't notice them that's pretty good i'm james Rapine. this is the locked on bengals podcast up next we're gonna figure out the good the bad the ugly of the miami dolphins we're gonna talk with travis wingfield of locked on dolphins as we roll on but first a word from vivid seats because if you're going to any kind of live event sporting event if you're going to a concert if you're going to let's say a theater performance Get your tickets with Vivid Seats. I used Vivid Seats when I went to Chicago, and it was great. I went to Chicago for Cubs, Reds. Oddly enough, they have something in common now. Neither one is alive and playing in October. But I went there in August, and it was great. It was easy, and I got to be honest, the app is perfect. Download it now in the App Store. App Store, Google Play, and you can download the app. And just for listening to Locked On Bengals, you're going to get $20 off your order of 200 bucks or more. So let's say you want to go to Bengals-Dolphins this Sunday, Bengals-Steelers uh, uh, the next week. Tickets especially, let's say you're getting four tickets, they can be pricey. How about you get $20 off with promo code Locked On? $20 off your order of 200 bucks or more with promo code Locked On. It makes it a little more manageable. Heck, maybe you want to take four or five people. Maybe it's a, a group of five. Do that. Get the 20 bucks off. Again, go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of 200 bucks or more. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Check them out. You'll love them, I promise. It's Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats app. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Let's welcome in our next guest. His name is Travis Wingfield. He's the host of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at WingfieldNFL. That's W-I-N-G-F-I-E-L-D-N-F-L. 
I caught up with Travis yesterday, and I started off by asking him about a graphic I saw comparing Ryan Tannehill to Dan Marino through the first four games of this season. Yeah, I think that graphic is a, a tad misleading. Obviously, we talked, you and I talked on the Locked On Dolphins podcast about quarterback numbers being somewhat inflated this year. And that's certainly the case for Ryan Tannehill with the touchdown stuff and on the little pop pass thing they do. But nonetheless, he has played well through the first through the first three games. Game four was an abject disaster. He just, everything came apart for him from an accuracy standpoint, from a read standpoint. And as far as Dolphins fans go, there is no more polarizing figure in the history of the team, as far as I can recall, because either you love him or you hate him and there's no in between. I, I think he's a good player. He's not an elite player by any means, but he's one of those above average kind of 10 to 15 echelon quarterbacks. And he's played that way in the past. It really depends, just like Andy Dalton, kind of on the team you surround him with. He's not going to win with scrubs, but he can definitely take a good team and make them really good. So it just kind of depends on where you fall on the Ryan Tannehill spectrum, I suppose. Travis, let's talk about the players that are around him. What have the Dolphins surrounded him with from a skill player's perspective? I think it's well above average. The, the receiving core has definitely performed and paid dividends this year, even without Jarvis Landry. There was a big deal made about that this offseason, but getting Albert Wilson and what he brings to the offense from a running back slash wide receiver slash jet sweep type of guy, also a deep threat there, breaks a ton of tackles. Jakeem Grant is uber productive when he gets his opportunities. He hasn't played a whole lot. He's more of a part-time guy, but he creates as much separation in the league as anybody else. He's as fast as anybody else, and he makes the big play as frequently as anybody else. So he's been a fun watch this year. So those two guys are key. Kenny Stills, obviously a big deal. Still has a couple of touchdowns this year. Still that big play threat. Running backs, you know, Kenyon Drake, he just hasn't gotten it going yet. It's been really disappointing for him to start the season because he's an explosive big play type of running back, but it just hasn't gotten going. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line up front. Travis Wingfield is with us. It's a locked on Bengals crossover. He hosts locked on Dolphins. You can follow him on Twitter, at Travis Wingfield NFL. How are the Dolphins up front? How is that offensive line? I saw that the starting center went down with an injury. Yeah, it's not been good the last couple of weeks. They started off the season really strong. They had five guys they trusted and believed in with uh, Josh Sitton at left guard and Daniel Kilgore at center. Kilgore hasn't played so well, but he is the one that went out this week on IR with a torn triceps. We're already down Josh Sitton. So the left guard and center are out. The offensive tackles are really, really good. The right guard, Jesse Davis, is kind of in between. He's an up-and-coming player. But the question is at left guard and center, I don't really know what they're going to do. They have a backup in Ted Larson, who is not a good player. And then Travis Swanson came in last week. He is awful. They signed Wesley Johnson, who has been awful. So I don't really know the plan right now. They're going to have to find ways to mitigate poor play from those two positions because it's not going to be good going forward. So if you're the Dolphins, if you're Ryan Tannehill, uh, you got a, a Bengals defense that's the league worst uh, at getting off the field on third down. They got gashed in the run in week three. Week four, they gave up a ton of yards to Matt Ryan and the Falcons. How are you attacking this Bengals defense on Sunday? I think I'll probably just split the middle and go right down between those two performances and say they have to find a semblance of balance because the running game has been completely null and void the last two weeks as far as the running backs go, and it's made passing lanes tougher to find. Third and long has been an absolute nightmare for this offense. If they get in third and long again, they're going to have no chance, especially with that Bengals pass rush. So finding a balance, getting the screen game back involved, getting the short game involved is a big part of it because last week they tried to go up top over the Patriots defense, couldn't connect couldn't get third and shorts to save their life. And as a result, the offense just kept on going three and out, four or five and out, just a few plays, short drives, no success. They have to find balance and they have to get these receivers involved underneath early in the game. Travis Wingfield is with us, host of Locked on Dolphins. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Wingfield 
NFL. Let's switch. Let's talk about the Dolphins' defense. Uh, when I think about that Dolphins' defense, I think of Cameron Wake, 36 years old, still getting it done on that defensive line. Cam Wake is just the ultimate gamer. He has never really faltered in what he is as an elite player. He's still an elite pass rusher, and this year he's actually gotten better against the run, so it's nice to see him continue to improve his game even at 36 years old. On the other side, it's Robert Quinn, and both these guys are known for their first step, their incredible get-off, and the bend around the edge. You mentioned the slower tackles of the Bengals. That's an opportunity for the Dolphins to really take advantage of this Bengals team if they can stop the run and create those third down and long plays. But, you know, the rotation's been really hit the last couple of weeks. They just cut Jordan Phillips earlier today on Tuesday as we record this podcast. The have Andre Branch and William Hayes are both down. So a lot of guys being elevated from the practice squad or signed off the street to come in and, and complete that rotation because on the edge, they're really strong with the first two guys. After that, it falls off a little bit. And then inside, they have two young players in Devon Godshaw and Vincent Taylor, as well as Akeem Spence have all played really well. So the defensive line has been a strength of this team so far. Travis, I expect Joe Mixon to return and play this week. How have the Dolphins fared against the run? Because I think that's one thing the Bengals will try to get going at home against Miami on Sunday. They've actually been really good. They're sixth in the league at 3.7 yards per carry, and it was much better until last week when the Patriots kind of gashed them. And it was really more about design from the Patriots than anything else. Like I mentioned, Devon Godshaw and Vincent Taylor, those guys are immovable. And anytime they can keep Kiko Alonso and Raekwon McMillan clean without having to take on a block, the run defense is absolutely stellar. Now, if you get those guys blocked up, it, it can turn into a big, long run because TJ McDonald on the back end has had really poor angles all season long. But the good news for the Dolphins is they get Rashad Jones back, who's one of the better tacklers in the league, one of the better safeties in the league. And if he plays, it kind of changes the, the dynamic of the Dolphins' defense. Travis, let's talk about the back end of that secondary, the the cornerbacks, the safeties. Obviously, Rashad Jones is a guy that sticks out. Is he going to return this week? And, and what else can you tell us about that Dolphins' secondary? I'm really excited to watch Xavier Howard go up against A.J. Green because you'll recall back in 2016, it was actually Xavier Howard's rookie year. A.J. Green ate his lunch on that Thursday night game. So I'm excited to see how far he's come in his progress there because in his third year, he's been absolutely stellar. This Dolphins team leads the NFL in interceptions. I believe they have eight now at this point. They got Tom Brady twice last week again. But the good news for the Bengals is Bobby McCain, the other outside cornerback, it has a knee injury. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So his replacement, Torrey McTire, is just not that good. And the slot inside, Minka Fitzpatrick, is absolutely fantastic. Everything we hoped he would be yeah. and more. So the coverage as far as Howard and Fitzpatrick goes, I think they'll be okay against the Bengals. But I don't know who they're going to get out there on Torrey McTire, but whoever it is should have a huge day. Travis, before I let you go, I got to get a prediction. It's Bengals, it's Dolphins, two, three, and one teams. Who do you like to win this one on Sunday? It's such a tough one to predict for me just because I think that all of the Dolphins' injuries and weaknesses as part of those injuries really feed into what the Bengals do well. So I'm nervous in that sense. But also from the other side of the coin, I think the Bengals might get caught in one of those trap games here. We talked about the fact that they just came off a big win. They have Pittsburgh next week, which for you guys is you know obviously the big game of the year every year. So it's really kind of tough to figure out. Plus you mentioned the offensive line kind of having some issues with speed rushers. That could be a problem for them. If the Dolphins can find a way to run the ball at all, I think they'll keep it close and have a chance to win it late. But I just don't trust them to get that going with the changes they have on the interior of the offensive line. So I'm thinking it's going to be something like 31 to 20 Cincinnati. I will give my official prediction tomorrow. Again, that is Travis Wingfield. You can follow him on Twitter at Wingfield NFL and catch him on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. So I got to be honest, if that sounded a little weird and it might have, it's because I had to recut 
my part because um, it was a Skype interview, and for some reason, my voice was just awful. My internet had failed me, so I recut it here at the station. I recorded that last night with Travis Wingfield. Um, let's catch you up to date. Let's get you up to date on a couple things here as far as uh, housekeeping news and notes and, and injuries. We already heard from Billy Price. He's going to be out for a few more weeks. I don't expect that to be the case for Joe Mixon, who admitted he wasn't cleared, hadn't been cleared at least earlier on Wednesday afternoon. But everything I'm hearing again is that Joe Mixon is going to play this week. And Marvin Lewis was kind enough to offer up, well, his forecast for Mixon playing or not on Sunday. Forecast? Sun is up. <laughs> nice, bright, sunny day out there today. Good sunrise. Joe's worked hard, so gotta give him credit. Joe Mixon's playing. There you go. There you go. Everything I had heard was he was going to play, uh, and I, I'm not patting myself on the back or anything like that. I'm just saying that when I come on here and, and I say stuff like that, I promise you, usually I'm not just speculating. And if I do speculate, I'll, I'll say I'm speculating. Um, Joe Mixon's playing Sunday, and he might not be cleared now, uh, but that dude, as of Right now, barring any crazy setbacks or anything that is completely unforeseen, you heard it, sunny, which is exactly how Marvin Lewis describes players that are going to play. How about that? How about Marvin giving us a little info during his press conference? I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. What does that mean for Thomas Rawls? I'm not sure, but I caught up with the 25-year-old Rawls, who got here a couple weeks ago, has been inactive over the past two weeks, but honestly, I think he's got some talent. It'll be interesting to see what happens next for Rawls, and I will chat with him next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. But first, I got to tell you about my bookie. You hear me talk about him, and there's a reason I talk about him. My bookie is where it is at. If you know who's going to win, why not get paid to make the prediction? Why not lay some money down and get paid if you know the winner? The Bengals are five-and-a-half-point favorites right now against the Dolphins, which is something I am not touching. If anything, I would take Miami just from a betting aspect. But here's the bottom line. I'd only recommend a service that's been good to me. I use my bookie. They got a great mobile app. Uh, they make uh, the live betting, in-game betting, they make it easy and fun to wager on games. All you got to do is go to my bookie online and they're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Why? Because you listen to Locked On Bengals. Use promo code Locked On 25 to activate the offer. All you got to do is visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On 25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie again. My bookie online, promo code Locked On 25. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com will be on tomorrow's show. I'll also chat with defensive end, the rookie. 
Sam Hubbard, and I'll give you my prediction for Sunday's game against the Dolphins, but I had the time, and I think any athlete that takes the time to take a few minutes with me, I caught up with Thomas Rawls. I talked to him about a variety of things, how he's getting acclimated to Cincinnati. I talked to him about the playbook. I talked to him about non-football stuff. Here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals running back Thomas Rawls. Thomas, how are you getting acclimated and adjusted to Cincinnati? You know, I'm doing great. You know, uh, glad to be here, excited. You know, um, I'm picking up, you know, the uh, offense and also on special teams and, and you know, just, just, just trying to uh, move, move up the ranks a little bit. Yeah, I, I hear you. This is your, I guess, second week mm-hmm. with the team. What is it like, uh, the, the phone call? I, I assume you worked out with the team before, but getting that phone call, knowing you're, you're going to work out for a team and you're auditioning essentially for a spot. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely audition, but, uh, well, you know, I'll, um, you know, uh, the way I prepare, you know, I was already ready for my workout. You know, I was at home, but uh, but but not just on the couch. You know, I would make sure, you know, I, I worked out, make sure I called balls, make sure I worked out every day, kept my uh, wind up, speed up, and everything, just in case, you know, for the call. You never know in those type of situations. But after I got the call, I was excited. You know, um, I had full-blown confidence. You know, even even if they did not pick me up, um, I knew uh, I, I could land somewhere because I worked so hard and I prepared. How hard is that to, to motivate yourself to work every day? And, and where do you work? Do you have a trainer? Where, where do you go? You know, um, it, it, it's not too hard for me because um, I learned it at, at early stages uh, on in my life. Uh, even when I was younger in high school, uh, sometimes it would only be me. Sometimes it would only be like two of my friends. You know, uh, it's kinda, it kind of go back to the mindset. Um, I remember being in high school um, to help out to try to have a football team in my high school, I would, you know, go around, get uh, other guys' numbers and, and know where they stay to uh, hopefully try to, you know, come on, let's play football. We gotta, we're trying to get a team, you know, trying to go places. So so that's just the same mindset. You know, uh, I've always been uh, a player who, who's been self-motivated, self-driven, uh, work out. I can work out alone. I don't need, you know, a lot of uh, different motivation around me, but it helps. But um, I think I'm, I'm, I've always been self-motivated even when I was younger. So I think it carried through um, over to now to the league. We're talking with Thomas Sproles here in the Bengals locker room. Now, you're 25 years old, but you have experience. I mean, you you played in Seattle and some big games in Seattle. Obviously, you were with the Jets the, the preseason as well. Do you feel like this could be a, a good fit long term where you could stick? Of course, you know, uh, I, you know, I feel any chance you get opportunity, you uh, you have a chance to make it stick. You know, uh, if if that's what the organization and the coaching staff wants, and uh, um, and the only thing uh, I know that I can uh, control is is my my uh, my, my preparation, uh, me going out there, me staying motivated, and me being a leader, and uh, and just getting better and keep competing. And I think uh, I have all those tangibles, uh, you know, uh, for this position and also this league you know just to contribute to a team but uh, you know when I when you know if I'm out there or if I'm not you know I'm, I'm cheering the team on and I'm just waiting on my uh, time how are you feeling about the playbook and, and all of that aspect of it the mental side of it how's that going a lot of confidence a lot of confidence uh you know uh I'm, I'm proud of myself so far but uh I don't get too high I never get too low you know I just stay uh, in between but overall you know I'm picking it up I'm full-blown confidence I'm out there running around you know with the guys and and uh we, we do a lot of great stuff I know Kyle Kasky is, is someone that, that Joe Mixon looks up to, Giovanni Bernard looks up to as well. He's been a big part of, of their development. What, what has he meant to you throughout this process? Um, you know, Coach, Coach, Coach Kyle, you know, just getting the feel of him, he's very energetic. He's a good coach too, uh, very energetic. Um, 
you know, um, just, just want us to see us at our highest potential, you know, at the highest level of our profession. And I, and, and I think, you know, and that's one thing I do respect out of Coach K. You know, uh, he, he demand a lot of um, a lot out of us, and, and, we, and we should also do that to ourselves. And uh, well, outside of that, man, good guy. Like I said, he's energetic. He's out there, you know, he's making sure, you know, he, he's going over extra stuff or making just trying to get us ready, even though uh, we, we prepare ourselves also. But Coach, Coach K, he's he going to throw the extra on us and, and make sure we're out there having fun. Very energetic coach. I love that because I'm an energetic guy. Last question for you uh, in the the Bengals locker room with Thomas Rawls. What? Let's talk about non football for a second. What What are one or two things that you like to do off the football field? Oh my God, off the football field. Oh man, off the football field. What do I like to do? Um, I'm a reader, man. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, uh, I love a lot of uh, diff- I, I, I read a lot of different uh, mo- motivational books. Um, uh, I, you know, a lot of some a lot, a lot of people tell me that I can speak. That I can be a motivational speaker, um, but I do love to talk. But I like I like to talk truth. I like to talk. Um, uh, I like to talk about things. You know that a lot of people may not talk about or, or may or may not see from from your lens. You know, from from your eye. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, I love to read. Uh, I'm good on the I'm good on the Xbox. I love to play. You know, 2K. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very a, a simple guy. Simple guy, man. Fa- a family guy. Uh, have no no wife or kids. I mean, just my extended, uh, my media family. But outside of that, yeah. What What's your uh, favorite motivational book? If there's one that our listeners need to pick up and read, what's one, which one should it be? Well, one of my favorite books was the Tony Dungy book, uh, Uncommon Manhood, and I know a lot of different motivational quotes in, inside that book. Um, I love the Tony Dungy Uncommon Manhood. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite books. I think that's one of my favorite books, and uh, I know he got a, f- a few versions of them. Um, I only read one of them, but I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, Thomas, I appreciate the time. Good luck, Sunday. Good luck with this entire process. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Thomas Rawls. I think he could play. He's certainly in shape, by the way. Just, just for those wondering, that dude is in shape. You could tell. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. I, I think he's going to stay on the 53-man roster. You just never know with these things. Here's my first impressions of him, though. He's excited as hell to be there, and he just wants a shot. He's hungry. And when he got here, Marvin Lewis said that Rawls was the most hungry player he'd ever seen, like come in midseason, since Cedric Benson. So it might be a guy you want to keep around. We'll see. Very interested and seeing what happens with him, but uh, I wish him the best. He was was certainly a pleasure to talk to. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com on the podcast tomorrow, as will be Sam Hubbard and so much more. I'll talk to you then. Until then, when I give my prediction, Bengals Dolphins, have a great night. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 